Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to talk about football manager. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, before you get excited, Aaron, this isn't real really? football. This is that this is that European soccer stuff. Oh, don't get to see so, what are you trying to do to me here, Bo? Don't get, don't drag me down with you. You won't you won't be managing your Dallas Cowboys to victory in this particular. No. Uh, <laughs> um, now I know that uh, this is probably now. I don't want to I don't want to jump ahead of myself, Aaron. Have you played any other uh, soccer simulation titles in your day? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I knew that was the answer, but what yeah. I want to ask you is this. Have you played any other management titles for any other sport before? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Tell yeah. me about oh, that. Yeah. Um, well, we Tom Landry the, the, for the Amiga and for the PC, I played that quite a bit, and that's a simulated uh, sport. Although now, when you actually are calling plays, the whole nine yards. Uh, in terms of like a franchise where you're like have a, uh, there have aspects of that in some of the Maddens and some of the uh, NBAs. They all have that now, but back in the day, they had to a certain degree. I was more of a stat guy, so I'd play like like an Earl Weaver or something, uh, or uh, uh, the, the same people that did the uh, wrestling game, micro, micro league mm-hmm. baseball would be a little more statistically driven. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, I will admit, managing uh, leagues and stuff, that's not really necessarily my forte. Yeah, I I played. Um, I remember being uh, kind of intrigued by the 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 concept uh, in Techno Super Bowl, the American football uh, game for the Nintendo, which did allow you to basically play as a coach, uh, where you were calling plays. But that you didn't have any you didn't have any front office side of things, you know, uh, where you were actually like buying and selling players and things like that. Now did Earl Weaver or the Microprose games have, have that stuff built in? It, I spent so I played them. I can't remember the, the actual detailed work on it. I remember, you know, it's funny in hardball, you could go through with a team editor. I mean, team editor would, is not in sort of another way you could kind of do this or even something like, uh, uh, TV sports basketball, there wasn't really a franchise thing, which you could go through and edit all the teams and and uh, and edit the players' abilities and stuff to, to do it that way. And we would – I remember there was talk of having a draft and stuff, and I'm sure some people did it, uh, you know, back in the day. You know, I was just thinking, though, when it comes to, like, sports management games, uh, the two that just came to my mind was, were Speedball, Speedball 2 in particular, where you actually – remember, you actually can roid up your team mm-hmm. and you can – bribe people and stuff like that's sort of like, and then if you ever played uh remember uh nfl blitz uh, yeah. that was real popular they lost the license to the nfl after a while and so they came up with this game when i think it was on the xbox called blitz the league mm-hmm. you remember that mm-hmm. i remember they it. don't have the license but it was a lot more nasty and you could there was a sort of a managerial aspect of that as well light you know so i have to say this is probably my first foray into deep deep uh, uh, franchise uh, control and uh, buy and trading and selling players like that. I don't, don't really think I've uh, done anything like that in the past. You know, I, I've done some thinking about this, and mm-hmm. I think that one of the reasons why this type of game has always been more popular in Europe than in the States is that in Europe, uh, people had access to cheaper computers faster than we had access to cheaper computers here in the states versus where our cheap option might have been something like the uh the 2600 or the odyssey 2 or something like that their cheap option was the zx spectrum or you know the even the zx81 or something like that and the zx uh, you know the spectrum was capable 
of doing a lot of, well, first of all, I could display columns and columns of text on the screen, which you need for any kind of stat management, but it could, mm-hmm. it could also do number crunching on a level that the, the, the our cheap uh, forays into computing just couldn't do. You know, we didn't really have a stopgap computer uh, before something like the C64 really introduced, you know, low cost computing to the masses uh, versus, you know, in, in the UK just had this whole this whole range of options that was available. I mean, you can say that the Coco might have been part of that, but the Coco compared to the price of the ZX Spectrum was was still really expensive. Yeah, well, one thing that the, the UK computer scene to me is they're very fortunate because you you they quickly learned who the front runners in that scene were going to be early on i think com- that combined with a budget market for games that <clears throat> coco for example i couldn't go down to the uh right a drugstore and pick up games mm-hmm. or you know that's i mean whereas in the uk you would have the corner news guy or whatever they would be selling these games like and so you knew you were going to get widespread action and it, on a cheap game, and you could get a lot of... I, mean, there, I think there's a lot to be said. I think the, that aspect of the gaming allowed for just a broader range of games. Uh, I think uh, um, this game falls firmly into that that area. Mm-hmm. I think, And it also provides... Uh, I, and this is just speculative, of course, but I think when you've got a wide market that you know you can capitalize on, and you've got a, everyone and their brother trying to make games, it makes you want to try something very different. You know, we sure we see a lot of cloned games, cloned arcade games and whatnot, but there's been some pretty unusual titles on the spectrum that were way, way outside the box. Yeah. You know, and there are and there's the library's so vast mm-hmm. that God only knows how many of these crazy games we're gonna cover at some point. And it, that's what sort of makes it fun. And I think that budget market let a lot of these, a lot of people's brains just run wild, I, and they tried different stuff. I agree with you. Here. I agree with you one hundred percent. I mean, the scope of the games <laughs> that is available that we even in the you know I think this is episode fifty five or fifty six of Arsene Sinclair, just the the wacky stuff that that the spectrum was putting out it blows away anything in the u.s computing 8-bit scene i mean really the the 8-bit computers in in the states they they followed a pretty clear path of having you know some a lot of arcade ports a lot of simple run and gun games or you had your your adventure games your text games and things like that i mean everything was set in pretty clearly defined genres but the in the uk i mean especially with the spectrum i mean they just threw the playbook out the window and they they would do whatever they thought would be cool and i also think in terms of of a sports management game that sports i don't know about again not growing up in the uk but no one as listen i grew up right in the heart of sports and so do you and I, for the longest time no one gave a crap about sports management like no one give i never i don't remember me and my buddies sitting around thinking man i'd like to take a team and build it from scratch and run all the and run it and do i said no one i no one i never even thought it was something well, that didn't come up I, you know there, you know there was you know rotisserie league baseball was a thing in the early 80s like it started in the late 70s and the early 80s and they would actually have and I, this was in more 
areas where you really people really cared a lot more like areas like new york where baseball is everything you know but people, yeah. they would actually be radio programs that would come on sports talk radio where they would actually run down the stats line by line for the players and you'd have to write them down to do all your fantasy sports although they've kind of really come into their own i'd say within the past 15 years uh they they've been a thing just in more limited markets since the early 80s i think something else that lends a game like a soccer game more to this sort of franchise building thing is i'll look down the list when this game started of all the different teams right now listen you know my knowledge my geographical knowledge of the uk and the surrounding area. i don't know jack squad there were 400 billion teams here <laughs> mm-hmm. okay am I, I i'm not wrong yeah there's a ton yeah yeah right if in america the equivalent to this would be say a football simulator it would be like college right? football or say pro. Well, there, right? there's there's not enough teams to make it accurate. That's bam. That's my point. It, it's like college football. It, the, the FA Cup in soccer is like college football in America with the amount of teams involved. You would yeah. That's that and and college. I just, you can't. There is no franchising for a college football team. Right. So it would have to. I, mean, I just don't see. There's not really a. Uh, there wasn't really a hard equivalency over here. And plus, I'll be honest with you, boat. And I think you'll back me up here. I think uh, uh, people that made software didn't give Americans much credit for uh, wanting anything past explosions or or I, I, I think the general the general idea was we give us action games, give us that sort of stuff, racing games. The when it came to stuff like this, the little a more deep thought stuff. I don't think they that this was something that people looked at as like a top shelf title. Oh, absolutely, real- because you have to remember that for the most part, and I don't know how this was in England, but for the most part, the you know video games were only marketed to children. You know, they, yeah. they, it was it was it was known as a child's toy, and yeah. because computers, by their very nature of being actual real computers. Uh, people can get away with marketing towards an older crowd. I think in Europe, it's it's funny. Isn't it funny that when video games first hit the hit the streets, that they appeared in bars and lounges, mm-hmm. and the people that were playing them were all older people. Mm-hmm. Some people, maybe uh, even some people, have a few bucks. Uh, they were party people having a good time, and then somehow in America, it just evolved into, you're right, a dead kid's genre, and no adults played them at all in those days. Yeah. And now it's sort of come back around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very unusual. Yeah. Well, that was cool. We got a lot more out of that talk than I thought we would. <laughs> but Just now, line me up, brother. <laughs> but now, the time has come, Aaron, to talk about this week's game. Uh, this is Football Manager. Man. This is going to be, for the people watching at home, prepare yourself for a visual feast. You know, it's funny. Duncan Styles does uh, uh, so many of our intros for all of our shows. And you yeah. know how he always puts the little picture of the dog in there? And yeah. looking at Kevin Tom's picture there in the corner, that's just what that made me think of. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this football manager boat. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you before we start that when this got picked, you know, I knew of the, of the game's existence and these simulators and stuff. And I've been sweating it because I knew I was like one of these suckers in the in the committee. They're going to get one of these through, and this was D Day week. I knew it was coming, and here it came. We've got it right here, Aaron. Bam! Football. You got the tape. Yeah, I've got out. the tape. Now I've got the. This is the C sixty four version. This has got to yeah. be the only example of a C sixty four game that features ZX Spectrum screenshots on the back. 
<laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, Football Manager Boat, uh, published and developed by Addictive Games Boat. It's a good name. Uh, they did they did all these Football Manager games. They did a few other games: uh, Hot Shot, uh, Metaplex, Sockamania. Uh, this came out in '82. Programmed by a fellow named Kevin J M Tom. Yeah. Uh, he did a bunch of well, not a bunch. He did some stuff. He did uh, President, uh, Software Star. He did uh, the uh, he did this game. I think he did one other game. Then he sort of his design sort of got picked up. The Football Manager banner as they moved on through it. Now, boat. Let me tell you something. This blew my mind. The amount of systems that this got ported to is off the charts, boat. Um, you've got the TRS eighty. You've got the uh, ZX80, 81, the Spectrum, the BBC Micro, the VIC, C64, the C16, the C4, the Auric, the Atmos, got it, the Amstrad CPC, the Electron, the Dragon, got this. So we could have been playing this with the Coco boat. Mm -hmm. Maybe we will uh, one day. The Atari 8-bits got it. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, the MSX, the uh, PC, the Atari ST, and the Amiga all got ports of this game. Cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, this originally debuted at a uh, asking price of eight pound ninety five p, and the budget price knocked a couple bucks off at the six ninety five. Uh, and uh, clearly, this this game uh, was super popular, which we'll get into that in a little while. So, what is this game? Now, I'll tell you something. I mentioned it to boat. I printed out the instructions for this game. I was like, I knew I was in for it, and I sat down. It was time to start playing this game, and I was shaking. I was nervous, both. <laughs> and it and it comes up, and it says, "Okay, you got to pick your team here." And it lists uh, like ninety nine teams or more. I mean, I, and I went down, and the team I picked uh, was Ipswich Boat. Do you know anything about that team? Nothing. I, it sounded like a Cthulhu town to me. <laughs> That's why I picked it. It's funny. I was watching a guy's video on this, and he picked Ipswich, too. Now, I changed the name of my team to Hurricane eventually. Of course you did. Yeah, well, got to. Yeah. Got to do that. Now, what were your first impressions, Bo, when this when this thing honed in the view? Uh, did you know what to expect? Had you tried this before? I was prepared for the worst, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I was expecting screen after screen after screen of in-depth like management where uh, you were managing the not only you know the buying and selling of players but the individual upkeep of individuals on your team yeah. setting workout schedules uh concession you, prices yeah talking to yeah. the to to the tour manager you know yeah. booking airline tickets <laughs> i mean it was i was expecting a lot and i was pleasantly surprised that that was not the case this is this game gives you you pick your team now from what i've been able to ascertain boat uh, no matter which team you pick, you get the same staff of dudes every time. Oh, okay. Uh, now, uh, we're not big uh, footballers, are we, Bode? No, uh, no. So I have read and have heard and been told that the dudes in this game were actual dudes. Now, someone can confirm that, but I'm pretty sure that these, are, these were actual people that were playing back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many zillions of guys are in this game. <laughs> Uh, but I'm guessing there's not a ton because I kept seeing the same names come up. So what do you do in this game? Well, you pick your team. You have the option of renaming your team. You uh, look over your staff, and you uh, you have the option to 
basically uh, pick who you want to be in the game, who available for the game. And each one of these guys has a price tag uh, step beside them plus their number. So you pick who you want to be in the game. By the way, I don't, did I mention I don't know the rules of soccer or any of the actual <laughs> positions? I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> so then once you've established that your team and who's going to be playing, you uh, you are matched up with your first opponent. Okay. Now, uh, I knew some of these opponents, but like I'd heard of like Arsenal and a couple other places. But, like, the majority of these places, I didn't know a clue what... They were weird-sounding names. They were all over the place. Uh, so I didn't know who they were. And then once you, uh, once your opponent's set up, then you can go through and, uh, you know, check your lineup, and then, you go, and then you go to the graphical portions. Oh, it gives you a statistical comparison. We should talk about that. Both. Right. So that's, um, that's the thing that made this really interesting for me, is that yeah. you, could, you could sort of get an idea of how you were going to do but even that you know the manual makes it very clear that just like in real football having a statistical advantage is no guarantee that you're going to win right uh you've got the categories for your stats are basically like your uh you've got like i know one of them is your morale which was perpetually low on the poor <laughs> hurricane team then you also had uh energy uh you had defense your midfield and your attack, right? Well, there, there's and, you're, you're you're confusing two different things. Defense and midfield and attack are the type that is the that is the position of the guys. That's not a thing that can go up and down. Oh, okay. I thought oh, I know attack is no know attack can't go up and down. No, no, no. D, D, M, and A. Those are their actual positions. It's like shortstop, third base, no, no, first base. I'm not base. talking about that. I'm talking about the the stat, stat comparison screen. Okay, mode. okay. So. On the stack comparison screen, you're going to get numbers between zero and like 20. Right. Right. Now, it compares both teams. Now, uh, like Boat said, you can sort of get an idea how you're going to do, but and then Boat, stop me if I'm wrong here, but it looks, it seems to me like there's a certain amount of randomness to this because occasionally I could pull an upset. Right. Well, that, it's, it's, like, it's like real sports. Yeah. So once you, once you look at your comparison, you look at your comparison, you can actually make a change in your team and then you can. Get and it'll update the comparison basically. If you put one guy in, take one guy out, mm-hmm. and then once that's all done, you go to the graphical portion of the game. Now the graphical, well, it's the pitch, and it shows the uh, uh, the goal. It shows some of the lines there. I don't know what the names of the lines, but and in the box, mm-hmm. and then it shows uh, little stick guys of your players basically as they kind of move into position. Early in the game, you decide if you're going to be black or white, and that's the graphical representation of your team is that color. Right. I was always black because black's cool, but okay. <laughs> and then the the uh, graphical side of this game begins, and it will start with either your team or the other team uh, on with the ball, and the other team's on defense, and they'll attempt to shoot the ball into the goal, and they'll either score or they won't. Right. Right. And this can happen many times, and it can go back and forth. Sometimes you'll see them, sometimes you'll see you. Uh, sometimes, occasionally, uh, if the players are in the right spot, you will even see a, a, a ball get blocked and then get kicked in on the rebound. Yeah. Sometimes there'll even be several kicks in there, won't there, both? There, the, the, one, the, you, could, you could easily sort of poo-poo this, this aspect of the game. You could say, well, you know, the, the guys look lame. The, the, the action is very slow. Um, however, 
it makes up for it in the sheer number of variety of the, the, the actions that the guys can actually do. It's not as if you're just watching a guy come up and kick it in every time. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. This, I was mostly infuriated on this screen. Really? Yeah, because my team perpetually got smashed. <laughs> For one thing, this, the, now listen, but I don't watch a lot of soccer. Mm-hmm. But this this freaking goal is as wide as a semi truck. It seems to be out of proportion to the size of the players. No kidding. <laughs> Secondly, occasion like I don't understand the you don't. There's nothing in the game where you're drafting or purchasing goalies, so I don't know exactly. Aren't there? Isn't goalie? A, I mean, that's a. What's going on there? And I read other people comment about the lack of a goalie. You know that that is. That's accurate, and I didn't even think about that, but you're exactly yeah. right. So if you watch the little screen, you're it's goalie by committee. It'd just be a mob of guys that kind of roam around the goal. And by the way, you have no you have no direct control. Right, it's a management sim. On this, so you're you watch helplessly as the opposing team lunges at your goal again and again. Now, uh, uh, this is this screen is funny, Bo. As I played Hurricane, I'll, I'll tell you, my first season was disastrous. We couldn't score goals, Boat. And 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 so it was so painful to see those screens come up over and over. They were always the other team shooting on me. Mm-hmm. And and the funny thing is, these, these screens, you'll see these screens until the game ends. So if the other team scores four or five goals on you and you're waiting for your turn to shoot at their goal, sometimes it just comes up to the end of the game. You're just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I just got murdered. Yeah, you know, and then sometimes, occasionally, you'll do well and you you know pull one out. Once the game's over, it will come up and tell you how much money you made revenue-wise on tickets, <laughs> and then it will give you a rundown of what your team cost you versus how much money you've made. You start off with like a hundred thousand pounds, mm-hmm. I believe, both mm-hmm. uh, in reserve, and what you don't want to do is burn through it, right? Uh, and and so. How would you burn through it? Well, every round, a new player will come up for purchase. And it's funny, but a lot of these players, in my estimation, were duds. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they And when a real good player comes up, the bidding can get pretty high, uh, Boat. It, was that your, was that your uh, experience? <laughs> well, yeah, and this, this leads me to... Uh, <laughs> Look, midfield. I was right. There it was. Yeah. I never said you were That's wrong. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so the what you should have this is the screen that I was talking about. So you've got your your defensive yeah. pe- players, you've got your midfielders, and you've got yeah, your yeah. attackers. What they just needed it was one more one more category of keeper, you know, or G, yeah. or put a K or whatever. I don't. I never know what they actually call it. We always call them goalies, but I don't know what they call them in England. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the uh, a guy would come up right. And you'd look at your team and you'd say, okay, well, this guy is a skill five and all I've got is a skill one and a skill two. So we should obviously get this guy. But there's not really, I never really felt like because there's only one player that comes up per round and maybe this changes later on, but I never saw where you where you got more than one player up for bid uh, per round. I never really got an idea of like, well, this guy says he's worth this much, but how do I know if I'm overspending or underspending? And I guess that's 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 really what football managers all over the world in real life they ask themselves that question too. So maybe that's realistic. This game, let's boil it down here for a second, Bode, because we went over the particulars. This is the lowest 
conceivable form of a football manager. Like it, there, it has the bare minimum choices that you can make. Like Boat said, you get to choose from a player every round. If your team stinks, a player ain't going to cut it, mm-hmm. Boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, you need good players. So if a player comes around and he sucks, then you're and you don't want him. You've got a team full of suck. Right. You need good players. It doesn't give you the opportunity to trade. Uh, with other teams, you can't see the bidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All you know is that you've been outbid. You can't see the interest in the guy. Uh, you can't really doctor a lineup to to make a huge difference. You could what? This game is more of a. It's the. It's not really a matter. worry about winning. Like I, I don't know if you could ever be fired. Right. It's it's for me. It was like what what am I doing here? Am I running a team to try to win? Or am I running a team to make money or not lose money? And I guess you want something somewhere in the middle, and that's what I tried to do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, all of this is more – what we're talking about is much deeper than the game. The game is not deep at all. Right. This this game, I was as I played this, you know what kept coming to my mind, Boat? Remember a couple months ago, me and Brent did a ARG Presents on the handheld Tandy 1000 computer, like the 100? Yeah, yeah. This game would have fit on there perfectly. This would have been the perfect game for that machine. Uh, this is a perfect game to take with you and just fiddle with. Because the funny thing is I could sit here and bury this game for its lack of options, the weirdness of not having goalies, those weird uh, graphical screens, the, the lack of choices. But the truth of the matter is I played this game a lot because it was quick, the rounds went quick, and I sort of wanted to win and I wanted to see how my team was going to do. And you can make drastic changes to your lineup eventually. I did much better in the second season with my team because by that time I, I had able, I was able to pick up all, through all those different weeks the players I did to make my team suck less right. offensively. And one of the know? things that I enjoyed about this game is that the seasons are short. Uh, yeah. You know, like I – I would rather have a short season and come where really it doesn't matter win or lose. I want to see the result. And uh, when you have short seasons, you can see the results of your season and you can make changes going forward versus like on a modern football management sim. I'm sure I would hate it because you play out the full season and I, I just don't have the attention span to see to see the end. Maybe it would have been a good idea for you to be able to pick the length of your season. And I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure that in later games in the series, you can do all of the things. All So many of our complaints are probably addressed right. in the sequels. But I was charmed by this game in a way I cannot fully explain. Um, I like the simplicity of it. I like the fact that I could grasp everything that was going on, even though some of it seemed random and, and so many features seemed incomplete. I never expected to be able to sit down with you and say, I understand how this game works. I would <laughs> I would have never expected yeah. that in a million years. There is some relief at play, uh, frankly. Uh, but, you know, one thing about this sort of game, it's so simple. Like I said, that it makes it something you can just play a lot. And I thought about this a lot, Boat. This game came out way back in 82, mm-hmm. okay? Now, <clears throat> here comes this game. Like, it's like a very written basic, comes around, and it, pretend you're a kid in the U.K., right? 
in this game, you get to pick your favorite team or make a team, and you get to compete against all the teams you know all over the land. Right. Right? With real players. This is a um, this game was an illusion uh, of something more of something more grand, you know. Because I'll tell you something, and you will know we'll notice this when we get into our uh, into our Discord reviews. But like this game was universally hailed, and the first couple times I played it, I kept wondering what I was what was I doing wrong? Where is this incredible ten out of ten ultra game? Mm-hmm. Right? It took me a while to fully grasp the love for this game and the love of the game is uh it is probably the first time a lot of people got to pretend that they had a club they were going after their heated rival i and when i put it in the realm of what i can understand if they'd had a game out that said like was a minor league baseball simulator right which would be the charleston charlies and we were playing. We were taking on Toledo, the Mud Hens, right. or whatever. And you could do roster stuff, mm-hmm. and you could be the manager. I could absolutely see the appeal. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the graphical aspects of this, by the way, this is the same thing Tom Landry does. It just because it's play by play, but it shows you a little graphical chunk of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. There's, no, I, I think it's cute. It's certainly endearing. But this is one of those games that has that one more round flavor to it Mm -hmm. because it's so simple and so quick and it's doesn't take a whole lot of brain power right and you and you have that one so it makes you want to keep playing i ended up playing this game a ton uh and i didn't mean to yeah in fact at first i thought it was crap i was (laughs) like man this is really lame and the more i played it the more i enjoyed it also not sucking help i might add Uh, you get to go in a little tournament I, I had a big showdown. I was the number two team in the league. I played the number one team, and it was exciting mm-hmm. watching those little videos of the goaltender or the of the, of the you know the little gameplay footage. It was exciting to see who was going to win, uh, you know, and how I was going to fare against the best team in the league. It was fun. Yeah, and then I, and that's when it clicked. Yeah, that, I, I had very similar experiences to you, and I'll tell you this: I never thought I would have said this, but I'm actually kind of curious to see how this series evolves you know i am too i hate to say yeah, it yeah and uh and um so you know maybe clive's club will strike again on a future episode uh we do want to thank hermsky paul aka hermsky for for choosing this one uh this is one that uh I, yeah i never would have never in a million years and it's funny because sitting over Ooh. there on the shelf i'm looking at right now i've got several uh, player-manager type games uh, that Rushi has sent us for the Amiga. So maybe at some point we'll get to see how this this type of title fared on a 16-bit system. You know, I think if we stuck to this game series, okay, Boat, and it progressed at a mild level, right? Like they didn't dump a crap load of stuff on us every release, we could probably get halfway decent at these. Yeah. If they tried, if they instantly, like if this game, and part of the reason I like this game is because I was sure we were going to get killed, you know, and it was not hard. And so it, immediately grasping what was happening, that helped a lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it made me feel less stupid, you know, because we're really tiptoeing into a whole new world here, you know. And I, but I, overall, listen, the game is not attractive, it's not deep, it's flawed. It's weird in some aspects. It's missing things. So, I mean, is this a 10 out of 10 game? God, no. Well, we should ask uh, Kevin Toms because he just entered the Twitch chat as you there were saying you that. 
to finish my thought is it is it a 10 out of 10 no but what it is is um this is the those one of those fancy fulfillment games uh, 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 that you can see why it got popular, and you can certainly see someone thinking outside the box uh, and moving and really making the concept of this uh, a money maker. Yeah, you know, and really ultimately that's what it, I mean, when you look at this game and you read on the box what you can do with it. That's a, that's you're printing money, man. Yeah, yeah, and I think that what happened was uh, after after this game came out and it was the hit that it was. It was easy to uh to expand upon it i think that that kevin did it right by not trying to do too much right out of the gate and just to kind of test the waters to see hey is there an audience for this type of game and then it's easy to add on to it with each upcoming edition the worst thing that you can do is make a game that's too complicated right off the bat make the seasons too long turn everybody off and then and then you're out of luck i will say this for our american listeners if you've ever wanted to dip your toe in the pool uh, of a soccer game like this, a simulation game, this is absolutely your entry point. This is the, I would recommend it to people like that unequivocally because this is the game. Listen, if I can figure this out and have fun doing it, you're in. Enough said, Boat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, as we wrap up the show today, oh, we should talk about our Discord reviews. Yeah, you should, because I, I read some of these, and they were positive. Yeah, Let's just say so that. If you uh, support our Sinclair at any level on Discord or subscribe to us on Twitch, you get access to our Discord server, and you can leave us a review that we'll read on the air. We got quite a few this week, starting out with the man himself, Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, the Clive's Club member who suggested this game. He says, a rare Herm firm, 10 out of 10. I love it. I hate football, he says. Never had an interest in the sport, but absolutely loved Football Manager. A truly addictive game that had many players hooked in the 80s, yet still has the same appeal today. Not many games on the spectrum could claim to immerse your mind for many hours, maybe days, still holding the same appeal almost 40 years on. It proves you don't need large budgets, high-tech, fancy graphics, and sound capabilities to make a great game stick. It's simple, easy-to-use platform, only requires basic knowledge of the sport, allowing you to delve straight into the game without confusion. This is the perfect game to kill many hours of isolation, putting a smile on your face, erupting your excitement and competitiveness during the dark times the world is facing right now. Overall, a superb game that has stood the test of time. Frodo NL writes, Nearly 40 years old, yet still an almost perfect game. While seeming very simple, after all, it's completely written and basic. It's extremely addictive. After first playing the ZX81 version, the addition of the graphical highlights was very nice. The only slight issue I have with it are often not very realistic scores and matches. Too many goals and not enough draws when compared to the real sport. While there have been many attempts at making better football management games, most tended to suffer from having too many unneeded options. In my opinion, the only game that came close to being as addictive was Football Manager 2, also by Kevin Toms, which came out five years later. And we should ask Kevin, now that he is in the chat, uh, Kevin, what, w- what went into the decision of uh, not including a keeper in the, uh, in the list of players that you can, you can plug in and out? And uh, we'll continue with the reviews here. Chris Folds writes, I hate football, the entire sport, all the players, everything. Yet I like Football Manager 1 and 2 and Sensible Soccer. Go figure. This game is weirdly addictive, and you can enjoy it like me if you have no knowledge or care about football as a pure resource management game. 
a game I've played on and off since the 80s and still enjoy a few times a year now. A firm folds favorite. Nine out of ten. I like these new uh, catchphrases for the reviews. You got the... Everyone's Jimmy the Greek. You got the, the, the Herm it's the Firm. the of the week. Yeah, the Herm Firm and the folds favorite. Uh, let's see. D-Man writes... The progenitor of the football management genre may seem a little slow these days, but still addictive as ever. My major plus point is being able to take my hometown team from the bottom of the fourth division to winning the league title and FA Cup double, something that more modern and realistic management sims do not easily allow. I'd much rather be playing football manager than championship manager 2010. Uh, and X, rather. I don't know. 8 out of 10. And finally, Pixels at Dawn writes... This is a weird one for me. I like a good football management sim, and this is a lot of fun. Trading out players and managing skill and energy ratings to have the best team on the day is a good time, and match the highlights engine is and the match highlights engine is really nice. But there's a lot that makes this a hollow experience. Picking one team or another has no effect on the game. It's just a name change, and you start at the bottom regardless. The players you get are the same each time, so it's hard to attach any emotion to who is on your team. You only play 15 games a season instead of the normal 42. Why? The transfer market is a random dice roll. There's no tactics of any kind. And why does your team not even have a goalkeeper? Don't get me wrong, this is good for a 1982 basic game. There was nothing better at the time, but this is pretty far from football. While I can enjoy this on its own terms, this is more like a football role-playing game than an actual management <laughs> sim. 6 out of 10. I'd be down with that. By the way, Kevin replied to you there, but Oh, yeah. He says, lack of memory stopped goalings, goalies being separated at the time. Thanks, Kevin. The yeah. mystery is solved. Um, you know, Pixels brings up a good point. He says that, you know, picking one team or another has no effect on the game. It's just a name change. I actually don't view that as being a bad thing because of exactly what D-Man says, which it allows you to take your team from worst to first. You know, if you were putting up like if we go back to our baseball analogy, you know, if you're trying to take the uh, the, the the Charleston Charlies to the top of the, the the South Atlantic League title, you might be in trouble if there are a lot of good teams. But if everybody starts off on even footing, you can accomplish your dreams, and that's what that's what management sims are supposed to be about, you know. You know, something else you could do since you can personalize everything is you can pretty much change everyone's names, change your team name, whole nine yards. So you can make it where you make it however you want. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I like that kind. Of, I like I do like the per. I like the fact that I can make up a team. And I will say, Bo, this game really it turned a corner in that second season with with my team because it's fun to it's not fun to suck and get murdered week after week and give up five goals, but it is fun to see that the stuff you do is actually making your team better. You know, I mean, this is I know this is I'm not reinventing the wheel here when I say that, but that that was fun. Yeah, and it's it's simple, uh, it's simple fun. Uh, and again, if you consider when this came out and the limitations involved, I, get, I give this the, the hearty thumbs up. Yeah, and it's it's worth noting that this will run on a 16K spectrum. You don't need a 48K to run this bad boy. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it, man. And I, and thanks for Kevin popping in. That's great. Yeah. That's, I love that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us. Uh, I want to thank the rest of the fine folks that have joined us live on Twitch. We do record Our Sinclair live every Friday. Uh, you can join the fun in the chat with the Retro Man Cave. Neil here with us. Frodo NL, uh, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, uh, Kevin Tom's Games. Uh, let's see who else is here with us. Still Adolescing is here with us. Um, and Hermsky, Paul Kitching, Delamort78. Thank you guys so much 
for joining us uh, at uh, live on Twitch. And of course, we want to thank all of our Twitch subscribers. You can subscribe to our channel on Twitch and get all the same benefits that you do on Patreon. You can join the crowd. Still adolescing, Wing Chun Wolf, Go To Go Sub, Retro Jerry, L Curtis B, Mohawk Mall, Darkwing 602, Honored Shadow, Tapes from the Crick, Macintosh Librarian, Duncan Styles, Barkbit Mitsuyama, Rushi MSX, Silverstreak72, Frodo NL, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, and Jost80. So, uh, thank you guys so much for, for subscribing to us on Twitch. And finally, we want to thank all of the fine folks that support our Sinclair on Patreon. If you like our Sinclair and you want to support us and listen to the show ad-free in its podcast version, you can go to patreon.com slash our Sinclair. Uh, just like these fine folks, you got uh, Mark Downey, Hermsky, Andrew Waite, Cap'n Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels of Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Bossman Harrington, and Christopher Hassall. You know, uh, Bo, before we close it down, just a little, since Kevin's in here, uh, Kevin is, still has stuff out there. If you check out Kevin Tom's in app stores uh, for whatever your device is and uh, check out what he's got cooking. Yeah, if you actually go to blog.kevintoms.com slash games, you can find links to Football Manager available for all the modern platforms, Android, iPhone, iPad, Windows 10, the Kindle Fire. And Mac OS. I think that I think a portable version of this—that's your baby right there. Oh yeah. I was asking about that. I mean, this game screams portable. And the thing is, you can carry seasons on indefinitely. This is something you set on the bus and play or whatever. You're good to go. Absolutely. To go. Absolutely. We need a we need a Tandy 100 version, Kevin. Get on that. Be, <laughs> I would love to see that. For that too. All right. Next week, Aaron. It is Arcade Port Week here on Our Sinclair. All right. And uh, Pixels at Dawn, Clive's Club member, has suggested what we play Gauntlet 2. Okay. I used to own a Gauntlet 2 boat. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, you it can... Had a, it had a, uh, a volleyball game stuck in it, but it was a Gauntlet 2. <laughs> it was a Gauntlet 2 yeah. at heart. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, guys, thanks as always for listening 